This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I love how nervous you are about this. It's literally, you're doing the exact same thing just for longer. Let me start with the intro part, and we'll jettison into whatever you want to do. Hey! Thank God you're here. It's another one. What's it called? (laughs) Thinking out loud. Here you are. So glad you're listening. And I'll tell you why. Everyone loves Jesse Tyler Ferguson. You love him on Modern Family. Of course, he just finished up doing Take Me Out on Broadway, which is an amazing, funny play. He was great in that. But now he's got his podcast called Dinners on Me. And I want to talk to him about that and find out who does he think he is doing a podcast interviewing people that's what i do he's an actor he reads scripts but you know what it's a very good podcast and he's got a lot of star power in los angeles to pull out people that we dream of having on this one we're going to talk about things he's afraid of like doing a podcast doing things he's never done before being in front of a live audience also my favorite part of this will be when you hear him talk about what it was like wrapping up 11 seasons of Modern Family. It's a story that I don't think has ever been told, uh, and we hear it here today. It's fantastic. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Hello. Hello, podcast friend. <laughs> you know, you have a podcast. You're going to teach me how to do a podcast. Yeah, that's exactly Where do we I'm start? <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we start? Are you serious? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, first, you set up your phone like you just did, and you start a timer. Yes. And you make sure that you talk for at least 45 minutes. Is it how 45? You, no. How long are your podcasts? We're going like 30 to 45, right? Okay. See, I'm, I mine's a, mine's a little longer. 
the one right. that I'm doing. So yeah, uh, are, do you want me to just like launch in and tell you like my, about my podcast? I want you to do the the podcast. You I'll want just need to do the podcast for you. I, I'm just, I'm just sitting <laughs> here. Oh, that's why I'm here. I see. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you first started doing uh, dinners on me, that's right. Um, did anyone look at you and go, okay? We're in the podcast world. Let's, here's what we think you should do. And they gave you a little background, a little, little right, well, sketch. I, the, so the, this concept was actually um, brought to me. It was I, it was something that was pitched to me. I never wanted. I never thought I would do a podcast. I never was. I wasn't looking to do one. I, I was about to say I didn't want to do one, but that's not true because I'm actually doing one and I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, but it was a concept that sort of existed in the, the the brains of these producers over at Sony and Neon Hum, and they thought I might be a good idea to to match up with it. And so they pitched this idea to me, and I I really liked it. It it, it takes it sort of straddles. The, the world of the culinary world and in a in a long form interview with a celebrity. So I take these groups of d- different people out to um I say groups of people, but it's only one on one. But there's a group of people that I have taken out to uh, different restaurants, and we just have a really nice conversation over uh, a great meal. And we talk about the restaurant we're at. We talk about the chef. We you hear us order. You hear us talk about the food we're eating. But then beyond that, it's just a really great conversation. So. Backing up, mm-hmm. when you have friends at the house, yeah, do you ever find yourself in just regular conversation mm-hmm. interviewing them? I mean, do you have interview conversations? I have many friends who are like, I feel like I'm being interviewed sometimes, right. but they're just great conversationalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you that way? No, and but now that I have this job, I find myself. Not like practicing on my friends, but like, you know, definitely trying to get into that mode of like delving further into an idea than I might have before. Um, it has made me a more curious person for sure. Yeah. I have this one friend who's a restaurant owner in Santa Fe. Okay. Uh, he just sold it. But anyway, he would come out to each and every table and he would put his hand on your shoulder yeah. and just. He, he would start. It was like a magical moment with yeah. him. Harry was his name. He owned the bull ring, the steakhouse, okay. whatever. Elvis, yeah. Where, where have you been? Uh-huh. I said, well, you know, uh-huh. we were on vacation last week, so we weren't in Where'd you go? Yeah. And then it begins. We were in Maui. I, I love Maui. I, my yeah. daughter got married there. Did you... Where were you? Where were you in Maui? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it begins, it's, right? It's like it, politicians are the same way. They, 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 they figure out like something that you have in common and they latch onto that and they are great conversationalists mostly. Right. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, uh, you know, Julie Bowen, um, always had this um, phrase that she would say, you know, a converse, you want a conversation highway right now. We're in a conversation cul-de-sac. Like we want a highway, right. You know, and she's a great conversationalist. I, I, she was my first guest on my podcast actually. And I was so relieved that she was, cause she could literally hold a two hour conversation with the tree. Like she's just like, she's inquisitive and she's like, even if she's not getting a lot back from you, she's going to like, you know, just keep the conversation going. And, uh, she's just a, a great conversationalist. So I love that, that concept of, of finding a conversation highway. You know, I, I spoke with Mo Rocca and we were talking about this yes. earlier, uh, on the previous podcast and he was going to do an interview with Eva Marie Saint. Okay. And he had heard that she just wasn't the best conversationalist. Mm. He's like, oh, great. Here we go. Okay. I have to do an interview with someone who doesn't like to be interviewed. So he said, what I thought of doing, and a brilliant idea, he was looking at her bio, whatever, and he yeah. discovered she was born on July 4th. Okay. So his opening question was, what was it like celebrating your birthday with the fireworks? Right, right, right. And she immediately opened up 
Oh, interesting. The smile came on her face. She said, you know what? That's so great you asked me that. My dad used to tell me those fireworks were for me, for my birthday. And so, and then it began. It was a great icebreaker. You know, it's so interesting because... um, you as as someone who gets interviewed a lot you get you do hear a lot of the same questions over and over and over and that's not a fault of the interviewer like that these are questions that i think people want to know but there does become a point where you're like oh my god how how do i answer this question in a new way so when you find that's a great example of the fireworks like something that she probably had never been asked before and it, it was it, it immediately prompted a fresh answer and then a great conversation i'm sure followed afterwards um and so like i i'm trying to do the same thing with these people who i'm sitting down with and, you know, and I get like six pages of research on them and I can kind of tell just from the research that's done, like what they've probably talked about a lot. And it's not that I want to avoid those those topics completely, but I want to find a different way into them or find like maybe an angle that they haven't come at that story from. So that's sort of my job before sitting down with with, with these people. Um, and then every once in a while, you, you'll get someone who has done very few interviews. And that's really exciting because it's like, oh, I got to sort of like see what this person's all about and hopefully introduce some some facts about this person to the world being interviewed is a that is the most frightening thing in the world to me because i mean i'm always the interviewer yeah always yeah so when i had a book come out several years ago i had to go out and do the press this and that and i would i would get nervous it was weird having the tables turned i'm the the exact opposite way like it's it's a new thing for me to to be the interviewer so yeah i totally understand what you're saying yeah and then the other argument is, well, you are a guy who reads scripts and mm-hmm. sometimes asks to improv off scripted material. Sure. And, and there's an outline for what they yeah. want you to do in front of a camera or whatever. Now there is no script. I mean, you could right. have right. prep and some research. Right. There's no script. It's such, it's, it's improv. Yeah. You're improving for over an hour. Um, and that's scary to like kind of fly without a net. I love having a script. You know, I, um, I don't know if I am the greatest improver, but I, do feel like I am a good conversationalist. Well, and that's it. It's yeah. just a conversation. Yeah. Another thing I love about interviewing people, when you find the great storytellers, yes, they really understand the concept of here's the opening. Yeah, paint a picture, yes. Exactly. Here's the meat and potatoes uh-huh. and then dessert and payoff. Right. Great storytellers. Uh, we can't get enough of those. Tell yeah. me a story. You want me to tell you a story? <laughs> Go. I know it doesn't work that way. But yeah, people who have that magical way of telling a story. My dad was an unbelievable storyteller. Yeah. And it was always humorous. It was always like down home Texas sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I never could really master that. And he never really was. He wanted to be proud of his son, the guy who sure. could tell the story. Never could. Right. So right. I went into radio instead. Yeah. My, my grandpa, he uh, is this, uh, you know, was he's no longer with us but um he's irish and he would just he he was that says enough like right there he was the type he was the guy that would always stand up and like tell a limerick or recite a poem or tell a really great story after you know a dinner um and so i feel like i have a little bit of him in me for sure well okay in addition to acting, you said earlier you've done other things. You hosted a James, several James Beard events. Yes, yes. The James Beards are basically like the Oscars for the culinary world. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's so funny because I, I made that reference during the, the 
the the event that I hosted for them, but I called um I called the Emmys the James Beards of the TV world, okay. which they appreciated. I'm sure they <laughs> because you know they're always being compared to like you know the Oscars or the Emmys. But anyways, it was it's a room full of just the the, the top of the top of, of the people in the culinary world, chefs and restaurateurs and sommeliers. And uh, it was a very fancy room to be in and a group of people who I respect immensely and hosting that, that event for them that meant so much to them was really nerve wracking. Well, that's why I wanted to go there. So mm-hmm. when you don't have a script there, but they have, they have an outline of what they want you to do. Oh, I definitely scripted some stuff for myself. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're up there and it is, it's a live crowd. Yes. Nerve wracking. Really? Yes. And it was the first time sort of doing like a big, hosting a big award show. It wasn't televised, of course, but like I was in a big auditorium and it was, you know, I was managing the audience and keeping things moving and it was really fun and it was terrifying. I did very well. Yeah. Yes. Well, they had me back twice because I did so good. So I know I did a good job. Um, And I I, I can't say that with confidence and I'm not being an egomaniac. I did a very, very good job. (laughs) Well, good for you. I mean, live audiences scare the shit out of me. Oh, they're terrified. I mean, we'll host our big Jingle Ball concerts at uh, Radio City Music Hall yeah. or no, no, at the Madison Square Garden. Sure, right? I've been to one of those jingle balls. The thing is about those is everyone's in the dark. There's 50,000 of them. It doesn't matter. But yeah, if you're yeah. in a room full of people you Who can see. Who are actually see, paying attention. Yeah. Well, we're talking about like, that's what theater is. I mean, people are actually paying attention to what you're saying. But, you know, it's scripted again. So Exactly. Like, you know, and I've rehearsed well for it. But going up unrehearsed, unscripted is, it's terrifying. Did you watch Jury Duty? Oh, absolutely. We, had, we had him on. Oh, uh, the, my the, God. You had Donald on? Yes. Six uh, foot six Donald. He was the what nicest a guy. Boat and what a, I mean, I just, I, oh, I would love to meet him. He's so wonderful and sweet and I, he, the heart of that show but that you know I thought a lot about that show was completely improvised uh, improvised based and um, you know th- these these actors who are all great comedians and they great were improvisers were brilliant like went with whatever story they felt they needed to go with but like I had such anxiety as an actor watching that because like I was looking at James Marsden who um is a great improviser as well, but like he was the most like kind of, I guess, you know, if you're going to categorize one of them as like, uh, uh, mostly an actor, it was, you know, him, he like, he's, he's not necessarily, that's not where he lives and breathes in, in the improv world. And I was just having so much anxiety for him having to sort of like navigate that storyline for 10 episodes. Um, I thought it was so well done. I love that. Show. It was, and, you know, and to hear the background story as we were talking mm-hmm. to Donald about, Donald, right? And Ronald. Ronald. God, I'm sorry. It's Ronald. Ron- I think I said Donald. Oh, okay. Well, I threw you off. I follow point. your lead. But also, we had, but he had James on as well the day mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about how, well, you know, it was edited beautifully. Beautifully. But, because, you know, every once in a while, Ronald, Donald, Ronald, Ronald. would get like something was so strange would happen. It wasn't real and he could yes so they would they would purposefully make the court proceedings long and boring to like outweigh yeah the ridiculousness you can't just go crazy situation after crazy situation not at all and someone would be like what's going on i mean but they said they went deep they they would go three or four hours of just mundane yeah wow to counteract the ridiculousness but look how brilliant it turned out it turned out great and obviously like we're not using any of this any of this three hours of mundaneness. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
to James Beard for a second. Yeah. Are, are, do you follow? I mean, are you familiar with his work and who he was? And, do you ever go to his, his townhouse for dinner? I, I'm aware of all of it, but I haven't. I don't know a ton about him. I mean, I, I learned a little bit when I was hosting the, the awards themselves, but um, I don't know a ton now. I, I read a little bit about him in a bio that was written, and if I were if I were an actor, mm-hmm. I would I would want that i would want to be james beard of course he was like eight feet tall and 15 feet wide and bigger than life guy but you know i i don't think anyone's ever tried to tackle that role no no are you are you suggesting i perhaps it would it would take a a lot of uh of makeup (laughs) it would they'd have to thicken you up a lot (laughs) but he's just he's just one of those roles i i'm not an actress so who am i to say this but that just seems like a juicy juicy yeah oh my god let's tell all about this guy because he had a crazy off the grid life right that was he was very famous for here in new york city right 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 Um, are there any people in history or any people that we're all familiar with that you often think oh god you know the one that comes up a lot and it's i think it's because i i portrayed him sort of in an episode of modern family or they 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 said that i resembled him in an episode but it's it's vincent van gogh you do Uh uh-huh and I went to the Art Institute when I was actually hosting James Beard Awards. I went to the Art Institute of, of Chicago, and that's where his uh, portrait is housed. And I took a photo of myself next to his portrait and put it on like my Instagram page. And that just like that took it to a whole other level. Like, did oh, you see? Do you see it though? I do see it. Right. I think didn't William Defoe just recently play him? And like, I can't remember some who it was. Biopic. I, mean, I think it's sort of been done already, but I, you know that that seems like something that there's probably a story there. I could see myself playing Vincent Van Gogh. But, well, if you have to do more than just look like him, I mean, there's uh, yeah, no, true. You could create your own Vincent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the the, the base of it's there. Yeah. So what's going on in Hollywood now? There's a writer strike going there's a on. Writer strike. I'm which assuming is why we're both doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. It, uh, or depending on when you're hearing this, maybe they all worked it all maybe out. They, I don't. Well, when is this going to air? <laughs> uh, in like a few days. Yeah. I think we. I think we're safe to say it's still going on. <laughs> so, uh, give me your feeling about how it is being an actor. Yes. Or an, and did indeed this podcast you're doing come from it did not the writer's come, strike? It did not come from the writer's strike. It's a happy accident that I have something to focus on during the writer's strike. You know, I I was in Los Angeles. I had just moved to Los Angeles in the writer's strike of 2008, wow. the last one. And um, I was I had just finished a, a series called The Class that ran, I think, 19 episodes, um, and it was canceled. And then the writer's strike happened. So I was had uprooted my life and moved to LA and I was, you know, with the intention of after this, my show, um, was canceled. I was going to stick around and just sort of like, you know, see what's, what could happen for me in Los Angeles since I'd already made roots there. And then it was like nine months, I think it was a hundred days. I don't know how many months that works. out. It, it was right around hundred days, days. Yeah. but you know, there was just nothing. There was nothing at all, and it was a little scary. How'd you survive? Um, I I had saved some money from the 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 um the the series I had done. I I was not paid super well because it was my very first TV show, so my quote was extremely low. Um, but I I um I think I might have borrowed some money from a friend. Um, and then also I was going back to out, uh, to New York rather and doing some workshops of different um theater projects, which you know, ka-ching, ka-ching, no money in that, but um. You know, it was keeping me artistically satisfied somewhat. And um, I kind of was like ready to throw in the towel and be like, okay, well, after 
the strike is resolved, I probably will end up just moving back to New York. And then Modern Family happened. So, and wow, yeah. that was how many years? 11? 11 seasons. 11 of seasons. Family. Yeah. 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 It, it, I, I, now that it's in the rearview mirror, sort of, I mean, mm-hmm. do you, do you respect the enormity of that show? I mean, Modern Family. When you're in yeah. it, I'm sure it's different than when you're oh, done with it. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, it is, but it's also you know it's something that I think we all knew um, was a special thing. You know, it was nice having Ed O'Neill being part of that cast because he had been through an 11 year show with with Married with Children, mm-hmm. and he was in like the third act of his life let's say and he was at a place where like he didn't think this would ever happen for him again so to watch him who in my eyes was this massive star this icon of television be excited about something new was a telltale sign that this is something to like be excited about i mean i kind of followed his lead he really seemed to take each day and live it to its fullest and like really appreciate this work he he got to do as someone who is in his 70s and get this great role and also the acclaim that he had never received before on Married with Children. He was nominated for Emmy Awards and really respected by his his peers in a way that I think he hadn't been before. And so I I, I looked to him a lot and, and let that sort of appreciation reflect back on me. Um, but we all knew, you know, I was the youngest cast member of the adults, um, and then, you know, the next jump was down was Sarah Hyland, who played my niece. But um, I, I I was with a whole bunch of people who had been in this business and varying degrees of success for quite some time. And I think we all kind of collectively um, agreed that this was a really special thing and something that we needed to enjoy and um, like really appreciate. Because it's like it's such a rare thing that something like, like that happens. But 11 seasons. I mean, what was it like wrapping that? Oh, it was devastating and exciting at the same time you know actors i mean i should i'll speak for myself um i was very eager to do other work and very eager to play other roles and uh, you know you were playing this one person for 11 years and you know that person so well and as an actor i like to be scared and i like to be nervous and i like to try things that that excite me this podcast is a great example of it you know hosting extreme makeover home edition is another example doing a play on broadway where there's you know that you're you're acting without a safety net is another thing that excites me. I was very excited for these opportunities to come up, and then the pandemic happened. So we wrapped the show, and it was an incredibly emotional process. You know, on the last day, they 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 start at the at the bottom of the call sheet with the youngest cast m- member and say, you know, that's a wrap on Aubrey Anderson Emmons, who played my daughter, Lily. And that's a series wrap on Aubrey. And everyone cheers for that person. And they get closer and closer to your number. And you know that your your, your number's coming up and everyone's going to cheer for you. And it's a wow. very emotional thing ending with Ed O'Neill. And then it's just like, well, now what do we do? And like, we sort of sat there and like drank and, and had a party for like an hour. And then people sort of just like went home. And for us, we were like, well, we'll get to see each other again. Um, in, in February or in, in March or April when the, the series finale is, is finally airing. We had planned to be like all the whole cast was going to be on Jimmy Kimmel or something together. It's like, you know, oh, we'll see you in a few months, see you in a few months. And then the world shut down and, you know, we didn't get that closure of actually kind of coming together again and really celebrating this thing we did because the finale aired during the pandemic. And I'm so grateful that we were able to wrap shooting before everything shut down. And so that there was actually closure to the, the art, 
form and for the fans as well. But as a cast, we weren't able to have that closure. So that was sort of, there was some open wounds with that. And I'm actually, Julie Bowen has met the first guest on my podcast and we both talked about like, how are you feeling with this? Like a little wellness check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I've seen almost every single cast member in some form or another, not all together, but I think I've seen everyone in person since we wrapped and, but you know, we haven't all been together and that sort of feels like we don't have full closure with, with, you know, wrapping up that process. Okay. Let's totally mess this up. Uh-huh. Let's stop the interview and let's, let's, let's go behind the curtains. Okay. Right? We were talking earlier about being interviewed and you're yeah. asked the same questions over and over and over. Yeah. So you look for different exciting ways to answer differently. Yeah. Have you told that same story? No. Has anyone ever asked you any about anything about wrapping up? No, no. Oh, really? No. I, I, was, I, was, I was wondering. I mean, they asked us like what it was like to like finish the show and like what was that you know, experience like and emotionally, what was it, you know, but, right. but, you know, never, I guess I, I've never talked about having finished it and then gone into a pandemic. But the way you told the story was great. It was oh. awesome about how they, okay, you're next up, to, <laughs> you're next up for the firing line, everyone. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I th- that was just really, really fantastic. Yeah, well, thank oh, you. Okay, back to the interview. <laughs> you can leave all that in. I hope no, 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 I, I, no I'm, this is like, we're learning, I'm learning. It's all good. Yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. One of my favorite Hollywood stories these past few years, of course, has been Jennifer Coolidge. Oh. Uh, exactly. When you say Jennifer Coolidge, especially gay guys, yes. 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 We're all trying to kill her. She, I mean, so what, funny, what an right? incredible story on many different yeah. levels. I mean, we're talking about a woman in her 60s, uh-huh. right? Who was just beautiful and fun. Mm-hmm. And this, she's not new. She's been around, no, she's a, long, been around a long time. Long time. Yeah. She's been paying her dues. And then, of course, here she is. I mean, you yeah. see her everywhere. Yeah. Deservedly. She's just incredible. Yeah. Do you know, I hope that for myself. Do you know her? Have I've met her? met her. I don't know her. We need to know her. I know. I feel like everyone needs to know Jennifer Coolidge. It's like, I feel like Jennifer Coolidge is like, oh man, I I, I can't get to know all of you. Like, you know, like she's like, oh geez. Uh, no, I can't. My Jennifer Coolidge is not very good. But, um, but the all gay men should have dinner at Ina Garten's house. Oh, she's like, she'd be so exhausted. She's then, like, oh, I wish I could. I, I, I don't want to do that. And dinner at Jennifer's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 she would. Fascinating. I heard she has two homes in New Orleans. I mean, oh, really? Having one home in New Orleans is wacky enough, but wow. having two. Wow. Do you have any other just top of mind Hollywood stories that you find fascinating people mm-hmm. that you would love to meet or talk to because they've done something like Jennifer Coolidge. Look what she's done. I mean, that's a great example of someone that I've I've been very lucky that I've gotten to meet people and work with people that I have had that feeling about. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great example because I was actually talking about Jennifer Coolidge with this person. But Jane Lynch has become a friend of mine. Love her. And isn't um, she great? Oh, the greatest. <laughs> and I've just, I've, I've revered her for so long. And then we became friends. And then I was doing a, a movie in, um, in Canada and it was with all, it was all kids in this film. And so like, I had nothing, no one to hang out with after we wrapped. And, um, Jane was also going to do a part in this film and she overlapped with like, for like three days. And I was like, Jane, we have got to please have dinner with me. And I really don't know her that well. And another person that happened to be in town was Allison Janney. And so I like, I reached out to her again, don't know her very well. I was like, Allison, I need adult attention. Will you please have dinner with me? And so th- these are two people I just like, I, I thought, you know, I'm going to cold call these people. I kind of know them a little bit, but like not enough to say like, will you just sit down and have a meal with me? And they both did. And I had a great time with both of them. And, uh, I did, it wasn't a meal together, but it's two separate meals. Um, but I remember talking about, uh, White Lotus with, with Jane and, and she's like, oh, I'm so happy for for Jennifer, and I haven't watched it yet, but I hear she's fantastic. And so I just like the 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 world like for 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 me it was like the Christopher Guest world was like closing in on me in a way that I I found inc- incredibly gratifying. You know, all wow. these 
people who have done these these films that I, I love so much. But you had urgency in your voice and you called them. Please I save did. me. I need some adults. I did. And Allison was like number one on the call sheet for this movie. She was doing night shoots and she was exhausted. She's like, I have one day off, but I'd love to have dinner with you. Uh, and I had a, a great time with her. But, she, you know, th- that's a perfect example of someone I, I revere and I, I adore and respect so much and didn't know and have heard that she's just like salt of the earth and you know i felt comfortable reaching out and and it was great and you should but on that same level have you ever been just floored because someone who you totally admire comes up to you and says jesse i gotta say your work is just phenomenal and you walk away oh my god i mean it happened a lot for all of us on modern family oh i bet um Steven Spielberg was a huge fan of the show and like talked to us in terms of like being an uber nerd about it, like talking, like breaking down the comedy of different scenes. Like he came at it from a, a writer and director perspective. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Steven Spielberg is breaking down my work in front of me. Okay. Um, that was wild. Um, you know, I mean, Julia Roberts gave me a hug once out of the blue on a red carpet. I think she like she didn't recognize anyone. She sort of felt like she was floundering. All of a sudden, like she's like, "Oh, there's someone I know." We don't know each other. She was a must have watched my Modern Family, and she came up and gave me the biggest hug, like she hadn't seen me in forever. And it was the first time we were meeting. Right. The photo exists online. You just Google Justin Tyler Ferguson and Julia Roberts, and was we're together. The last, time you, last time you saw her, yes. <laughs> I thought you'd be best friends by now. No, I'd love to know her though. And I know people who have worked with her and had such wonderful things to say about her. But like those brushes have happened a lot and it's it's um really exciting. So is there ever a time when you're alone in the house, your husband's gone, is mm-hmm. this you? I made the kids or the kid kid child, right? Two. Two yeah. two children. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You have the house to yourself mm-hmm. and you're walking by a mirror and you stop and you you look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know, fuck. This is a great life. This is this is pretty awesome. Do, usually, do you ever have those moments? I usually walk by a mirror and be like, God, I look old. <laughs> okay. Well, mileage is good. I mean, is is that something you do? Are you I, I do it. Everyone's so like, I'm, I have to stop myself and go, This is kind of great. I'm a very I'm very grateful for everything that's happened to me. I'm I have a wonderful family, two great kids. Um, I have my health. I I have a career that I'm very proud of. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes next. Um, I am. I'm very grateful. I, I am. I, I, of course, everyone always wants to do more than they've been allowed to do. And I, there's, there's things I still would like to do. And, um, you know, for, for me, and I talk about this with Julie on my podcast, but like, and also we talked about, talked about with Jim Parsons and, um, but people who have been, who have played roles for, such a long amount of time there's amount of there's amount of work that you have to do to crawl out from under that part and so you know my my goal now for myself is to distance myself from from mitchell on modern family and to be able to give myself opportunities to be seen in other ways so that's you know i think you can stop and look at the mirror and be like i'm so grateful for my life this is a wonderful thing but for me personally i have to, i have to acknowledge that i have to acknowledge how how much i've achieved and how proud of myself i am but then I personally need to like still find drive to to further that. At least right now. Someday maybe I'll like want to retire, but I'm definitely I'm excited to see what happens next. Retire. Oh god. People do it, apparently. I know. <laughs> but and, and they come back. 
sometimes from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's podcast is called Dinners on Me with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Kid, top of mind, some guests that are coming up that we haven't heard yet? Sure. We have Tracy Ellis Ross coming out next week. Um, Padma Lakshmi, Marcus Samuelson, Jim Parsons. Marcus Samuelson is awesome. Isn't he so interesting and Just cool? The nicest guy. Yeah, such a great guy. I have Roy Choi. Some of the, the, the more chefs happy people I have Marcus Samuelson, Padma Lakshmi, Roy Choi, um, who... Uh, kind of started the 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 um the food truck movement in Los Angeles with with Kogi Tacos and it has a fantastic really interesting story dealt with addiction and is like at the top of his game now and found him have found that in a conversation to be wildly inspiring um yeah it's uh I have some more people from modern family coming up that I can't mention yet but okay. I'm excited about yeah any really really great friend like truly best friends you've interviewed um, I, I've, I've a reason yeah, for I mean, Jim this. Parsons is a very, very close friend of mine. He was at my wedding and, right. um, we became very good friends through, um, working in the same field together and, you know, both being out gay actors in Hollywood and we came together sort of as a, it, it is mafia, the gay mafia. Of course. Of the, course. The pink mafia. Yes, yes, yes. So Don't stop laughing over there. Yeah. We'll have you killed. <laughs> well, so the reason I'm asking you is I have found, and I think this is maybe very telling of me and some issues I need to work on. I have a difficult time interviewing people I know very well. Me too. Okay, so you know, what, you know what I'm talking but about. But almost every single person that I've interviewed this first season is someone I know pretty well. Right. I have some very old friends, like some of my oldest friends in Los Angeles are, are on the podcast coming up. Um, Jim being one of them, Elizabeth Banks, um, people I've just known for a very long time. And I did find, even with Julie Bowen, I know her so well, like I was like, I don't know. It's going to sound like we're just rehashing old stories. Right. Um, it is for a listener who maybe hasn't heard all these stories, but that was the interesting challenge of trying to find a different new in with these people that I know so well. I, I, I'll give you a new, uh, Charlie Puth is a good friend of mine. Yeah, I love Charlie. And, but as we got to know each other more and more and more, I would have him in and I. What do we talk about? It's it, I could lead him down a road. I know he yeah. can go down, but that just seems kind of cheap and tawdry. But, but it's not because a listener wants to hear all that. But and I, they have to know that if you're sitting in this room with how many cameras pointing at us and we're sitting in front of microphones and we have, you know, sound engineers, like we know that we're here for a reason that's not just a conversation. If we were sitting in your office and we were having this conversation, you know, like obviously, you know, it's about me already. Like, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. So you know that 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 Jesse and I don't know each other because this is a great interview. Otherwise, <laughs> it'd be just a piece of crap. It's like, yeah. what are we talking about? But I said this to him in an interview. I told Charlie, I, said, I can't interview you. And yeah, everyone in the room just cut like, him off. Say no, don't come back here. Find <laughs> someone else to interview you. Yeah, who do you Charlie? have? Well, thank you for being here today. Happy to be here. Uh, I want everyone to uh, put it on. What, what is it? Your list? Your your pop up notifications? Yes. What do you do? You favorite it? You favorite re- it? You you like you like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And, and review. review. We like reviews. Do we like reviews? I like I'm reviews a- when there's five stars included. I feel like people who like go like, I'm going to put one star and then write something really snarky. It's like, what else could you do today? <laughs> Let's just. So do you ignore them? Do you, do you get one stars? I will tell you, I just recently looked at the reviews on the Apple podcast and they're only five star reviews. Right. I, it's not that I have five stars. Like my, my average is like 4.6 because some people just like push the star meter. Right. But they don't like to leave a review. But everyone that's actually stopped to write something has been really positive. So I appreciate all those people who 
Like and subscribe and review. Okay, like, subscribe, and review. Dinner's on Dinner's me. Dinner's on, on me. me with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And of course, uh, this podcast is what's it called? Oh, have you thought of a name yet? Thinking it. Thinking out loud. Oh, I think that's what we did. We should call it. <laughs> we thought out loud. We should call it. I don't know the name of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Untitled podcast project. Yeah, no. What were some of the pitch? It was. We had off air. Off air. Off that I pitched that never even got to uh, to the suits was uh, Elvis Duran's contractually obligated podcast. That's a great one. Well, the, well, I don't know if you heard his mic. He's not going to like that. His mic's not on. It, it was Elvis Duran's. Con- Contractually obligated, obligated pod- because it is. Yeah. I, I, they're forcing me to do this, but I'm glad they are. You're I will thank them. I will, I will thank them one day. Yeah, yeah. especially for today. We're gonna start a blog next. Yeah. What else can we get you to do? <laughs> Please don't give me any ideas. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, an honor to have you on today, and uh, I can't wait to listen to the rest of your 26 podcasts. 24, 24 podcasts. Bring him on. And in oh, New York versus L.A. Go. Oh God. I mean, if you have, if you really put a gun to my head, it's it's uh, New York. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Have a nice yeah. day. Thank you, Jesse Tyler Tyler Ferguson. Thanks for being on with us. Happy us to be today. here. I can't talk. Here, Edit. Thank you, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. You're don't, very welcome. Don't edit that. You <laughs> leave it all natural. I like the first one. Check out Jesse's podcast, Dinner's on Me. He brings in a lot of actors and celebrities that we love, has dinner with them, opens them up, has great conversation. He's great at what he does. You're going to love it. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Tell a friend. Tell a dozen friends. And don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. If you subscribe, then we notify you when a new episode comes out. And you want to know that, don't you? Sure you do. Thinking Out Loud is hosted by me, Elvis Duran. The podcast is produced and edited by Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Andrew Puglisi and Katrina Norvell. Special thanks to David Katz, Michael Kindheart, and Caitlin Madore. Thinking Out Loud is part of the Elvis Duran Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. For more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Elvis Duran. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. 
bostonproper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.